You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker on the BetQL Audio Network. You can watch us live, radio.com slash betql-daily. Listen live on the radio.com app, the bet1430 in Denver, and follow us on Twitter at betql-daily. Joe Ostrowski, Ross Tucker. Now, welcome on the show is uh, Jason Weingarten at Spreadopedia on Twitter. He's a pro sports better, really hones in on futures. So, Jason, let's talk about uh, the 2020 football season and how it worked out for you uh, between the Super Bowl, conference, Division Saturday awards. Uh, what went well, and and were there any surprises? Yeah, so uh, it actually it, it went very well. I think uh, futures wise, I I, I could have done better. Sort of how uh, uh, Nick Saban sort of tends to say he always could do better. I, I know there were a couple things I could have tightened up on, but uh, I had I had Tampa Bay to win the NFC at twenty four to one. I had Tampa and Kansas City exact Super Bowl matchup at 100 to one, so that was nice. I actually had I had Tampa at 100 to one versus Kansas City and Tampa 450 to one versus Buffalo. So I was I was sitting good in that last the last leg in the, the championship round. I won Justin Herbert 15 to one Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year. I won Aaron Donald seven to one Defensive Player of the Year. And Kevin Stefanski won Coach of the Year at forty-five to one. That was that was a big upset. I did not expect that last one, but uh, all things considered, it it turned out to be a pretty good season. Wait, what do you mean it was a big upset? You did not expect the last one was Stefanski Coach of the Year. I expected by the end of the the season, with the, the way the odds had been trading and then the way that I expected the voting to go, I thought Sean McDermott was going to win it. Wow. No, I, I, I was not surprised at all, Jason. All right. So people listening, Jason, are like, all right, dude, like how many other coaches did you have? How many other offensive rookies did you have? How many other matchups did you have? Obviously, it wasn't just the only bet you made in all those categories, correct? Uh, actually, let's see. I had, I had a, a Ravens matchup against uh, Tampa. And I had a couple. I had a couple Patriots matchups from from when Cam Newton signed. I had no other rookie bets other than I had like two hundred bucks on on Justin Jefferson, basically as a, a risk hedge down the stretch. And on the Stefanski bet, I had originally started uh, in the middle of the season. Circa had. Uh, had a field versus Mike Tomlin when Mike Tomlin was the favorite. So I started betting the field and I started betting Mike Tomlin. So I had, I had like both sides of those at plus money. 
And then I just took a shot on Stefanski. Uh, that was the only one. So I actually got really lucky. And then with Tampa, I didn't bet any futures all year. I just sat on my Tampa futures. I actually, I offered the bookie who I had most of the futures with to buy me out in like November. Cause I told him I had such a high EV futures portfolio. You know, he was running a big risk of, of carrying it. And then I said, you know, you're welcome to buy me out. And he laughed and said, no, I won't do that. And, you know, joke ended up being on him. He should have, should have listened. <laughs> yes, he should have. Uh, it, it's, the Stefanski thing was surprising to me because at Circa, I, I believe he got as high as 75 to 1 in November here. So uh, a lot of these numbers that you mentioned, your winners here, they sound like they were uh, preseason bets. Were they? And how often are you getting involved uh, during the season? Is, is it something you're checking every single week? And since his this is your focus. This is what you spend most of your time on. Uh, how careful do you have to be about just getting too crazy where week to week, you're just jumping all over the place. Well, I, I write, I, I actually keep track of the futures for, for another network. Um, they, uh, they, I write a weekly column. And so I, I'm typically looking at the markets all week, every week. I did not get super involved in anything other than I bet, I bet Justin Herbert at 15 to one after his first start. And I, I said on Twitter and I wrote that week, I, I didn't understand the pricing model that books were using that made Justin Herbert 15 to one and Joe Burrow, like a two to one favorite at that point. So it, it was uh, it was a good spot to get involved then. And I got involved with Stefanski. I didn't have any coach of the year bets until about November. And then I noticed you mentioned it was up to 75 to one. I, I noticed it was 45 to one. And I cross-checked it with uh, uh, FanDuel's odds, who had Stefanski like seven to one or ten to one, and I just figured there was a discrepancy there, so so I bet it. Um, but I'm I'm usually on top of the markets. I check them check them every morning. I, I'm looking. I have my own numbers that I I'm kind of working off of. Uh, so I'm I tend to be fairly aggressive. And it like you asked, uh, does it does it kind of backfire sometimes? For example, this baseball season. My, I, I looked and my bets I made, my futures bets I made all through the season were net losers. Um, you know, every, everything I bet during the season ended up basically not having a shot. All my preseason stuff was, was excellent. So, yeah, I mean, I, I try to bet early. I try not to chase odds, but it, it helps if, if you have multiple outs and multiple states you can bet in and just, just sifting through numbers, you can find good situations everywhere. What any other takeaways, Jay? You talked about the ones you hit on your process. Any other big takeaways from this year before we kind of get into next year's stuff? The uh, the Super Bowl I thought was uh, was was pretty good. A, a lot of the the stuff I bet ended up going my way. I had I had Tampa the under. I had uh, Tampa money line second half. Tampa the spread second half. Tampa under second half. Uh, I think uh, I think I'm oh, one thing I'm only a little disappointed on still is that I had at seven Tampa defensive players to win MVP all at, at really high odds. And, you know, I, I understand Tom Brady's quarterback and he threw three touchdowns, but it's it's incredible to think that that the defense held Patrick Mahomes without a touchdown for as far as I could tell the first time in his professional career and none of them got serious. MVP consideration. I, I think that's crazy. Yeah, I 
I agree with you. And people have been yelling at me on Twitter because I was suggesting that last night. You tweeted out, it's a travesty if the defense doesn't win the MVP. And I didn't even have a bet on Devin White. But don't you think part of that was the process that the performance – that of uh, of that defense was spread out so much. Like Sue had a sack and a half, and then White had all those tackles, couple tackles for loss, and then the interception coming late. Um, so many guys contributed. Shaq Barrett was part of that. Winfield, all those guys, and then the way they do the voting is as soon as the fourth quarter starts, you can start voting on it and you knew which team was going to win. So I'd assume a lot of uh, voters had their vote in before the white interception. It ended up like that. You know, like, like I said, I'm disappointed, but it's, it's not surprising. You know, quarterbacks are quarterbacks, Tom Brady's Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm actually not even sure how the voting works. I know there was that online voting, but I, I, I was, or sort of under the impression that that there's like a a media panel that that has some sort of impact on the voting. I don't know if it's just a fan vote, but either way, I, I kind of anticipated that a, a defensive player wasn't going to win. I, I I still think that the defense deserved the MVP. I, I think it's crazy. I mean, they like I said, they held Mahomes without a touchdown. How is that not the the most valuable player yeah. performance? I don't know, but you know, I'm I'm not upset. I, I had a good season and. You know, it was a good game, and, you know, that's that's football. Well, I mean, you mentioned the defensive MVP stuff, Jason. What else did you bet on in the Super Bowl, and how did it go overall? Uh, you know, I, I was real I, I, I was real light on props. Uh, I, I had one big prop. I bet Vita Vea to score a touchdown. I was, uh, I was almost blacked out when he, when he hit the field <laughs> as a, a blocking fullback for two plays, but uh, – it was not to be. Unfortunately, I had uh, I had some money on either either quarterback throwing over 400 yards, or throwing over 500 yards. Um, so a lot of a lot of my stuff was sort of a, a fat tail distribution that I was I was hoping that uh, you know crazy things would happen. Um, a lot of my stuff was on the under, but nothing, no alternative unders, no you know no touchdowns for Kansas City. I, I was I was anticipating a, a closer game. Uh, but it, it was light. Most of my, most of my action since it was on Tampa to win the, the NFC, I was set up to win last week and I, I just didn't, didn't over bet the Super Bowl just cause it was the Super Bowl. Right. This is uh, BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. Joe Ostrowski, Ross Tucker here. Our guest, Jason Weingarten, at Spreadopedia on Twitter. He's a pro sports better, and uh, he spends a lot of his time keeping up on futures, and he had a, an excellent football season. So, uh, Jason, flipping to the 2021 season, uh, after seeing Brady and before Brady goes to Tampa, you could find uh, the Bucks widely available, 50, 60 to 1. Quarterback, quarterback goes down there, recruits a bunch of guys, and they end up winning the Super Bowl. So do you do you expect to see uh, a lot more futures betting in the NFL over the next month or two just based on speculation with uh, the quarterback carousel? I do I do think people are gonna try to get ahead of the quarterback carousel news and there's there's several jobs up for grabs and you know there there will be some some movement that will create value. But I do think unfortunately that the Rams sort of jumped the gun on the on the market and they, they traded too early for Matt Stafford and that was my you know, I, I had that circled a couple weeks ago that that they were you know the the, the rams were clearly gonna 
move on from Jared Goff and look for a new quarterback. But I was hoping they'd wait until right about now after the Super Bowl so you can get a good number. I've already seen the Rams are trading just for the Super Bowl between like 12 to 1, maybe with a high of 14 or 16 to 1. And it's just not a great number to lock in, you know, in February. Uh, I would probably look for an NFC future on the Rams if I was if I was going to try to get in on them at this point. Uh, I don't see them. I don't see any NFC futures up anywhere. And if, if I did, I wouldn't see a good one, you know, say over 10 to 1. But uh, I do think the Rams are kind of going to have a, a recruitment scenario where, you know, they're going to recruit guys to play with Matt Stafford. And they're pretty close to a Super Bowl right now with that defense. Um, the other LA team, the Chargers, also also has a nice little foundation with Herbert and Derwin James and Bosa and Melvin Ingram, uh, and a high first round pick this year. I'm I'm interested in them. I see 33 to one for for the Chargers. I'm not sure you're gonna really see a Chargers Super Bowl, but I, I do think they're better than their odds. And what one thing I'm going to look at when the odds open is Chargers to win the AFC West this next year. I I don't think – I think the Chiefs are an amazing team, but, you know, nothing's ever guaranteed in the NFL. You're going to make them a, a huge favorite to win the AFC West. They're just not going to win it because you think they're the best team. You know, that was another bet I had. I had Kansas City under, I think, 13 wins. or I think it was 13 minus 120. And, you know, that, that bet died early. But uh, I'll, I'll bet the Chiefs under again this year. I'll – I'll look for someone else to win that division. Jason, you don't like the Browns at twenty-two to one. That's the one I like the most. Uh, I think I think it's going to be a popular bet, but I I think I, I mean I just don't I don't like the idea of locking up twenty-two to one on a Super Bowl this early because you got to you know you're going to have to win two to three playoff games and the Super Bowl. Um, I tend to look at the uh, conference futures because at least your path to winning a conference future and cashing it is slightly easier than, than leaving the Super Bowl leg. Like think about all the people who thought they were getting such, such good odds on Kansas city, Super Bowl, you know, a low, a low price Super Bowl future. And, you know, you ended up being left holding the bag in the end. It's, it's a, it's hard to win a Super Bowl. It's hard to win a Super Bowl future. That's why I, I tend to, to focus on the, the conferences at least because you can cash out and get, get your money and, you know, deploy your money on the Super Bowl however you want at that point. Yeah, the bigger number, always very sexy. You want to get that number, but a lot of times the conference is the way uh, to go. Jason Weingarten, he's a futures uh, better, and you can follow him on Twitter, at Spreadopedia. Jason, best of luck with what's next. I know you're big on baseball, so hopefully uh, we can have you on again soon to talk about some Cy Young MVP and how uh, nobody can catch the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah, sounds great. I'm uh, Yeah, I'm just getting ready to jump into baseball probably probably tomorrow it's uh, officially baseball season excellent jason weingarten make sure you're following him on twitter at spreadopedia